0: 98.7 FM Arizona's Sports Station. Burns and Gambo starts now.
1: Straight
0: up two o'clock on this Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon, and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. We are live. From the outchain Community Studios, my name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burns,
1: what's going on? I
0: promise everybody, we will be on the air until 5.55 p.m. tonight.
1: Not 5.45, not 5.35. Why are we coming into 2.02? Huh? Why do we always like that this is a problem? Two o two, like it's not straight up two o'clock. What time you got? Two o two. I got two o two. What is it's, it's theater of the mind? What is that? What's that other show doing, Mitch? Like I honestly, I said this last week. Like every day we came in. What is that other show doing? Like ask Jesse. What is your get your show out on time? Tell Maloney get your show out on time. I, I, I was I was setting up this great <laughs> joke about how we were going to close the
0: show unlike the Diamondbacks last night. Oh and just man, the whole thing up. Oh, okay for the whole thing so up. we're gonna
1: cl- go ahead
0: we're gonna well, close that's the show well it's too late we're now it's ruined it's done it's, it's, we're gonna it's, it's it, well, yes, say we're, we're, we're not going on at, you know we'll, we'll, we're gonna do the show until 555 I'm like the Diamondbacks oh who,
1: gotcha yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah that's fine but you man.
1: know straight up 2 o'clock is like it's 2 o'clock well now, it's, it's like, I, unless we're gonna trade it straight up 202 because Jesse can't get his show going <laughs> Jesse can't get his show out on time and Ooh, I don't know. Somebody's in a mood. Uh, like it's been like for two weeks like this. Like you know, Luke and Wolf. Like get out, get your show out. It's because he's tired of watching eight innings of great Diamondbacks baseball and one very, very terrible inning of Diamondbacks Join baseball. Fricking club on that one! Oh my, my goodness, that was, That's that was rough. That was rough.
0: That was rough. That's not our top story of the day. Here's what is our top story of the day on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Weighing in with the Arizona Cardinals today and my goodness going into the season opener are there some injuries that have to be dealt with by the Cardinals lots and lots of injuries to deal with. Guys who did not practice today during the open portion of practice gambo center Rodney Hudson did not practice today. Linebacker Marcus Golden didn't Mm -hmm. practice today corner Trayvon Mullen did not practice today. Rorrow. Defensive end J.J. Watt did oh, not practice today. Oh, this J.J. Watt. Oh, I know. we got to talk about that. Tight ends Zach- have to talk about that. We, well, let's, okay, you know what? Let me finish first here with okay. this. Tight end Zach Ertz was on the field participating, so there's that. But I'm glad you kind of honed in on the J.J. Watt thing. Now, the, trust me, the Rodney Hudson thing is like, okay, What? What? what they, they, he didn't play this entire preseason. He didn't do anything this entire preseason, and he's hurt. He can't. He's a game-time decision. But J.J. Watt, But man, there's a lot riding on J.J. Watt Mm -hmm. being somewhat dependable and and available this regular season. And we're stepping into week one and
1: already we're doing this with with J.J. Listen, nobody wants to talk about this because of the the respect of J.J. Watt as a player and what he's meant to this league and everything. But this $31 million, you're halfway through this contract, we haven't seen very much. Okay, Like, is this going to end up being a waste of $31 million dollars? I mean, I don't know. I mean, a jury's still out, but he has a 33 year old, you know, defensive end who had one sack for the Cardinals last year, and he only played in seven games. He missed, uh, he missed, with uh, He missed 10 games. Played in seven games, he had one sack, and now here we are, and he's like, you know, he's he's, he's not practicing right now. Like the, to me, this is a big year for JJ Watt, to for you know him to get his career back on track to help the Cardinals win. They need him, like they need him to be JJ Watt. Yeah, and you know, nobody wants like we have no problem talking about Jordan Phillips. What a waste of money Jordan Phillips was. But let's not forget JJ Watt signed a two year contract with the Cardinals for thirty one million dollars. Mm-hmm. What have you gotten out of thirty one million dollars so far? One sack. One sack, like I mean, if J.J. Watt, you know, I, and and I think I don't think look, I don't think J.J. Watt came here to steal money. This isn't a Terrell Suggs situation or other guys. I, 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 but I for the Cardinals to justify that contract, he's got to play and he's got to play well.
0: Yeah, here's uh, this is Cliff earlier today on J.J. who's dealing with a calf strain. He has a calf as well, so a bit of a calf strain. He's day to day, so hopefully he'll be ready by Sunday. Okay, So yeah, no, I hope he is.
1: I just look at it again. I we need the Cardinals need J.J. Watt to go out there and perform well. He's got it. There's no Chandler Jones. They need him to go out there. I'm not saying they need J.J. Watt to go out there and get 20 and a half sacks like he did in 2012 or 2014 or 17 and a half like he did in 2015. But they certainly need J.J. Yeah. Watt to play more than seven games to be effective and to get to the quarterback, tackles for a loss, quarterback hits, quarterback pressures, and sacks.
0: Yeah, and they I don't, need him. I don't disagree with you. And and, and to me, the, the concern is that we're. We're not even in a week one and already we're here. I mean, J.J. Watt hasn't really done that much this preseason. A lot of these guys haven't done that much this preseason. And I get it. Even in camp, guys can get hurt. But to already be there with him, to already be there with Rodney Hudson. I mentioned he was a guy who didn't practice today. Cliff was asked about the status of not only Rodney Hudson, but Justin Pugh. Yeah, I think both will be more game time decisions. Rodney's gotten better um, each week, but we want to make sure he's completely healthy before we put him out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you absolutely need him. I mean, he's, I, you'd he's, need him. he's like the offensive version of JJ. I mean, you need him out there. You've got to have him out there. I know. No, there's definitely some some concerns, right? Like we talked about yesterday. Like everybody was in bubble wrap. Like how do you have all these guys like banged with with injuries? Like you know, like how, how does Cole McCoy get hurt? Yeah. I mean, I know he was he participated in that practice against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He did participate, but, you know, now he's hurt, and he's out four weeks right now. So, man, it's just, I, I wish they would start off the season a little bit more healthy. Yeah, Colt McCoy, uh, if you missed it,
0: got put on injured reserve today. Uh, he had been dealing with an arm injury. This, according to Cliff, is a calf injury. Calf strain. Um, you know, just hurt it during practice, and it's unfortunate, but um, we'll get Trace going, and uh, keep it rolling. He Goes on the injured reserve list, which means he's out for a minimum of four games. So Trace McSorley activated off the practice squad. He's now your backup going into the game. Uh, they went out and got Guarantano, the you know the four string quarterback they had throughout the most of camp. Yeah. They put him on the practice squad. He was on waivers. He was available to go to go get him when this Colt McCoy injury happened. So that uh,
1: Monday, Monday. He heard it on Monday. Heard it on Monday. Out four weeks now. Good thing nobody went out there and got McSorley. You know, because they had <laughs> yes. like basically let him go and somebody could have grabbed him. Now they could have at that point put him on a fifty three man roster, but they might not have, not because at that point they probably felt Colt McCoy's healthy. There was some rumors that the Lions liked McSorley, so if the Lions had grabbed him, yeah. then who's your backup quarterback right now? Who's your backup quarterback? Who is like, your backup quarterback? You'd have, to go, out you'd have to go out and get one. Get a street free
0: agent, yeah. somebody who's not Maybe familiar you can, with your system. Sign Josh wasn't here. Rosen off
1: the practice squad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Like, I mean, like, what's your options? Oh. We'll go look at other teams' practice squads and go grab a quarterback off the practice squad. That would have been rich. The return of Josh Rosen that to the Arizona Cardinals.
0: That would have been rich. And so the broader takeaway, oh, and just one more, uh, Trayvon Mullen, the corner, uh, still dealing with an injury, according to Cliff. Yeah, he's still still dealing with an injury. Um, so We'll, we'll take him day by day but I'm, I'm not sure he'll be available now Could contra- we just postpone the season two <laughs> more weeks <Seriously. laughs> contrast this with the tweet from Adam Tyker he's the guy we're going to have on later he covered the Chiefs for ESPN he tweeted out this morning and I took a screenshot of it Chiefs continue their practice week today Andy Reid said all 52 players will practice this afternoon well how nice for you <laughs> how, how how nice to be in uh, Kansas City and good, good for you good whoa. for you for having all 52 out there practicing. I'm, I'm happy for you. Because out here in Arizona, it's like, I, I thought the whole reason for everybody to not play and to take time off during the preseason was to be ready to hit the ground running in week one. And here we are, week one, and we're dealing with an injury list that feels more like week five. Look at
1: the players who seven, they are. seven. You're starting center. You're starting defensive end. A guy who's supposed to be your starting cornerback yeah. that you just added. JJ's the bit... JJ and Rodney
0: are the Kind of, yeah. They're the, they're, they're the ones like, whoa, wait a minute Look, now, come do on.
1: Do you remember the way, do you remember Emmett Smith here with the Cardinals? Yes, I do. Two year, all those years with Dallas, then two years with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he, in two years, he rushed for, in 25 games, in two years, he rushed for about 1,100 to about 1,200 yards, averaged about 3.2 yards per carry. He was okay, but like, it was like, you know, I don't want to think, it, like, it's like, are we going to think of J.J. Watt the way we think of Emmett Smith? Like, the last two years, like, he's going to play two years with the Cardinals, but, you know, I'm not saying, like, his best years were with Houston. Emmett's best years were with Dallas, but people are like, oh, yeah, Emmett Smith, he played with the Cardinals. God, I barely remember that. Like are we going to look back in ten years? Or JJ Watt played with the Cardinals? Oh yeah, I think he did. I barely remember that. Like I, I'm a, a little concerned about JJ Watt. He played last year. Mulligan, he's hurt. He missed a lot of games. Try and he did. Listen, I give him all the credit in the world because he came back for that playoff game. Yep. And he said he was going to come back. And he busted. And his butt, he busted he his it. button. I reported that he wanted to come back, and he came back. So I give him credit because he is going to bust it to play. But they need him to be. They need him to be good. The Cardinals need J.J. Jay Watt to be good. And when we come back on the
0: Burns and Gambo show, Gambo's got about four minutes here to get warmed up because tonight, oh my God. Gambo will be closing the Diamondbacks game if it's a safe situation. Can't do any ninth. worse
1: than what they've
0: got out there now. That's next on the Burns and Gambo show.
1: Closing time. Open all the doors and let you 887 FM Arizona sports station burns and Gambo lights on over every boy and the first pitch Alfaro swings and grounds it up
0: the middle of the center Cronenworth scores Myers will score two and the Padres
1: win it yeah, Unfreaking believable how, how, how bad does it suck when you invest all your time into watching that baseball game And you're you're right on the verge of the Diamondbacks getting a win, and you walk one guy, and then you give up a base hit, and you walk another guy, and you give up a base hit. Look, Ian Kennedy, before the throw even got home, he was in the dugout. Did you watch that? I noticed it was that unbelievable. Too. He <laughs> He's hit it up the middle. Was, Ian Kennedy's in the dugout before the throw gets home. He had stepped over the third base line before, before the ball, the ball, even, ball even got, got home. home. I noticed something. Oh same my thing. goodness, just yeah. I noticed. Run, run to the dugout. Listen, I said this last night. I'm going to say this again. Mark Belancet and Ian Kennedy should never be in a closing situation again. The rest of this year. Look, I like Ian Kennedy. I really do. I like Ian Kennedy. I don't want him closing baseball games for the Diamondbacks. I don't want I don't know Mark Melanson, but I don't want him closing games for the Diamondbacks. They cannot go back to that well. That well is dry. It's bone dry. Stop going to that well. How many how many people are gonna go to a well that's dry all the time? Hey, I'm going here for water. I don't there's no water. You're not getting anything out of it. There's no water in the well. Stop going to that well. Go go. There's a different well down the block. Go to that well. No, I truly mean this. I truly I'm gonna lose my mind if they go back to Kennedy or Melanson. I'm going to lose my mind. You can't go back to these guys. Look, here's the bottom line. They suck. Like they, Look at the stats. Look at the numbers. You've got them all right there. You cannot go. I, I don't know if you, you're going to have four, five, six, seven more safe situations this year. Those guys cannot be put in a safe situation. You can't. You're, this is impossible. There's no success here. If it wasn't for these two guys, the Arizona Diamondbacks would probably be five games up in the wild card right now, and we'd be selling playoff tickets. Derek Hall would be on the show. Who's he going on with? Big Lee and Murata? Or Duncan Wolf? Who's he going on with? Big Lee and Murata. He's on Big He'd be selling playoff tickets. What day is his show on? Tuesday? Selling playoff tickets. Guys, playoff tickets are on sale. We we got the playoffs here in Arizona. No, I like to blame people, right? You blame Lance and you blame Kennedy for why playoff tickets aren't on sale. That's why playoff tickets aren't They'd be up. Look, you know this they'd be a playoff team if these guys were halfway good at their job. Halfway good at their job. We've got playoff baseball in Arizona. So I'm just, I was fed up last night. I just couldn't believe it. The 3-2 and walk to open the inning was nowhere close. The other walk was nowhere close. And then the first pitch to Alfaro based it up the middle. And Ian Kennedy, I think he was in the shower by the time the ball reached the catcher. By the time the ball reached the catcher, Ian Kennedy had the shot, and the water was warm. The water was warm. By the time the ball hit the catcher, he was already in the showers. Jeez. Seriously, I just can't, like, I, I, I love this team. I do. I'm a Diamondback fan. I can't watch this anymore with these two guys. I don't want them closing baseball games. And trust me, I've told people this today in the organization. I don't want them closing baseball games. That's it. I'm done. I, I had to get my two cents. Is that two cents? Doug and Wolf. Is that what I said? <laughs> Doug and Wolf. Luke and Wolf. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you talk so Sorry. fast, you don't even know. Two minutes of it. That's, that's all I got out of that. Was
0: yeah. That's all that's, that's, oh you got out of it. Two minutes of you losing your mind. And that's, I'm like, okay, yeah. he, he said Doug and Wolf. Do I stop him on that one? I, I don't know. Yeah. Or do I just, nah, let him? Yeah, that's kind of. I guess. Like, <laughs> like, playoff was tickets. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Yes, exactly Germans, forget it. He's rolling. It was kind of the same way. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's rolling. Just, just going to uh, let him go. Geez. Just going to let him go. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, look, and you, and you knew it. I, I mean, you felt it coming, right? Like that, that whole at-bat before the Alfaro at-bat, which I believe was like a nine-pitch at-bat. It, 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 it was a battle. It was a battle. It was a, a nine-pitch at-bat, mm-hmm. and, and he's fouling ball after ball after ball off. And, and I'm thinking this, thinking this is it. Here it comes. He's going to walk him, and as soon as he does, all of those demons are going to start creeping into the head. And sure enough, as soon as he walked him, I think I turned to my wife, who was – because you're right. I saw your tweet. It was just jeez, And then and then my second tweet was Should they have taken him out of the my, game? My wife was on the on the couch watching the game with me. She's like, Should they have taken him out of the game? Pause. Mm. Yeah, they yeah, should they have taken him out of the game. And the I game. just sat there, I didn't say
1: a word. Kind of like your rant. I just I sat there <laughs> and I said nothing. But I, he shouldn't have been in the game. The question is, should they have taken it? The question is, he shouldn't be in the game in that situation. He was brought here to be a setup guy, He's not a ninth inning guy, and Melanson's terrible. That but by the way, the 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 Abacha Azakar, he was ahead one and two. Yeah. You're ahead one and two. You walk the guy. The three and two pitch to Bell wasn't even close. The, the three and two pitch that he walked with Azakar wasn't even close. And Alfaro, after he walks two guys, he got the bases loaded. You know you're going to see a fastball down the middle. He belts it for a two-run single.
0: Yep. No, I was just giving you space to let you rant a little bit. Uh, Tori Lovello. Uh, actually, this is Ian Kennedy after the game on Bally Sport. I shouldn't even got to Alfaro. I mean, it shouldn't have been that far. Uh, just executing your pitches. Um and not you know when you have you do get a guy ahead of a guy don't completely miss uh so, yeah, it's just frustrating. So the Diamondbacks this season have had 50 save opportunities. They've blown 21 of them. Now, I'm not making those numbers up. Right, remarkable. 50 save opportunities. They've blown 21 that of them. That is a 40%, so 40%
1: failure percent. rate? They're
0: basically failing about 40% of the time they
1: come in to save
0: a game. Right, They're blowing it the, about 40% by, of the time.
1: Let's go by the Gambo school logic. You needed a 65% to pass to get a, to get a passing That's grade. That's not passing. That's not even a passing That's grade. That's not even a passing grade. No. I got better grades than that in school, and I'm not smart, and I got better <laughs> grades than that.
0: Yeah, that's no, that's not even a, That's not even a passing grade, right there. Uh, they have the most losses in baseball in relief pitching. They have let's see, your losses in relief by player. Mark Melanson has the most in baseball with ten. Ian Kennedy has the sixth most in baseball with seventh. Joe Mantiply is the twenty third most in baseball in five, and that doesn't even count Noe Ramirez, who isn't on the team anymore. I mean, so yeah, it's it's at this point. In fact, what we're going to do, since we've got a guest coming up in a couple of minutes, and we know typically we roll out the poll question at 2.30, let's roll out the poll question now because we're asking everybody out there, what do we do about this? The Burns and Gambo need to know.
1: Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Eric? What do we do about this? Some polls are meant to be close. Some are meant to paint a picture. Our question today, the Diamondbacks are in a save situation. Who are you putting on the mound? You have two options. The duo of Kennedy and Melanson or Mantiply slash anybody else. If you vote Kennedy and Melanson, don't listen to this show ever again. Just go away. (laughs) Just go away. What percent of our our audience votes for Kennedy and Melanson? You're not very smart. Unless look. I mean, I get maybe it's you know Ian and Mark are voting themselves. But the only person that should be voting for those two guys are them. And maybe I don't even think their families would vote for them right now. Oh God, that's terrible. Mom, that's terrible. why'd you vote for anyone else? Have you watched his
0: pitch? The uh, last have months? you seen the stats? Uh, I mean, be terrible. I, I mean, okay, I, I I can't imagine this is. We gotta be running in the ninety ninth percentile
1: here. So I thought this could have been our first ever one hundred percent poll mm. that we've ever posted, but we didn't get there. In fact, Kennedy Melanson got four percent of the vote. So it's ninety six to four, which still seems like it's closer than it should. Be. How does four percent even? How does four out of a hundred people? Four hundred people. But no, at four, 4 out of every yeah, hundred. You know, so right now we've got like 400 votes. How do 16 people want one of those guys in to close? Okay, who do we want? Anybody. Oh, Ginkle. Give me Ginkle. I, I'm just. Give I'm me looking, Ginkle. For, I'm looking
0: for something more specific
1: than anybody I'll else. I'll take Ginkle. Okay. I, I'm just, who? I if, heard Sarah this morning suggest Madison Bumgarner. There's yeah, been a lot of easy. talk about Mad look at, look at Mitch I mean,
0: putting up the fists like that. You like that? You like that idea, Mitch? He only gets one inning. as hard as he can for one inning? It couldn't be any worse than he's already getting with the
1: multiple innings. I I mean, I'm not in favor of it. You're paying him all that money to be a starting pitcher. I don't even want him starting. But, I mean, there's been guys, right? I mean, Dennis Eckersley, Dave Raghetti. Sure, of course. Of course. Um, but those guys, yeah. Ginkle right now is rocking a
0: 4.58 ERA in 17 games. Uh, Kyle Nelson has pitched in 41 games. Call he's, Brad Ziegler. He's rocking a 1.49 ERA. I bet it ends up being him when it's all said and done. Joe Mantiply, a 2.85 ERA. He hasn't been great in the high leverage situations, according to Mitch. If I'm going to take a stab at it, yeah, give me somebody. Kyle Nelson. I, I bet it's going to end up being Kyle Nelson. Nelson. He okay. pitched yeah. yesterday, Nelson, if yeah. I remember, to get a big strikeout yeah. last
1: night's game. I like yeah. him. Some, yeah. You just can't go back to this well. Torrey, the well's dry. The well's dry. Stop going to the same well. There's no water. The well's dry.
0: When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, this Kansas City Chiefs team. Gambo? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm, a little, I'm a little flustered by your rant over there. You're off so to, a, you're up to a right hot start so far today, Gambo. This uh, Kansas City Chiefs team is different when you look at their depth chart. How different are they actually? <laughs> well, head to Kansas they? City and find out next on the Burns and Gambo show.
1: FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo.
0: Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs open up the season on Sunday in what is certainly one of the premier, if not the premier quarterback matchup of week one. I know there are a lot of good ones, but Kyler Murray versus Patrick Mahomes is an awfully good one. We're all looking forward to the start of the season. Maybe not against the Kansas City Chiefs, but we're all looking forward to the start of it and joining us right now to talk a little Chiefs football so we can get an idea of what exactly is coming in here from ESPN.com. We just He just dropped. I was, oh. oh, I was setting up this there you go. You were just added, you, were, you were, were doing what you did. There I was, in, and then Mitch is waving his arms, and apparently we've lost the yeah. connection.
1: Well, we'll we'll get him back. Preview this game: Chiefs and the Cardinals. We got football tomorrow. We have uh, NFL football. tomorrow.
0: We have a potential Super Bowl preview game tomorrow. Yeah. Rams-Bills That's a great to open the season. Game. That's a great first game. Yeah, That's an epic first game. And, that's like everyone stop should what be, you're doing and watch it kind of first game. And everyone
1: right? should be rooting for Bills Mafia right there. Oh, big you time. want to see the Rams lose some of these some of these uh, games. Because the Rams got a tough schedule, too. So that's a game to go out there and root for the Bills Give the Rams have first lost. Yeah, it, it's, that's, that's a great first
0: game. Do we have Adam now? We're good. Adam Teicher joining us from ESPN. I had this great setup for you, Adam, and then we lost the connection. So thank you for joining us here. On the Burns and Gambo show, we appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Let's uh, let's first talk before we talk about Cardinals Chiefs. That division with Russell Wilson getting there with Justin Herbert so well, Carr, and then what they added uh, with Devontae and then Chandler Jones. It, it seems like that may be one of the best divisions we've ever seen in football. That AFC West. It's drop him? All wait. Right, we, well, right, let's cancel him. We'll talk about the, we'll talk about the Chiefs ourselves. <laughs> He's 0 for 2. We're, we're, we're having a hard
0: time. You know what? We will Let's reschedule Adam uh, since we're having difficulty getting him. Let's go ahead and reschedule that if we can, Mitch, because we're just having a hard time getting technologically set up there. Yeah, it is a tough division. But let's talk about the Chiefs a little bit, and let's talk about a Chiefs yeah. team that um, obviously the biggest question mark is going to be Tyreek Hill, and they don't have Tyreek Hill, and how is that offense going to function without Tyreek Tyree Perfect. It's going to function just fine without a, him, and, I think. And I, I tend to think so, too. I tend to think that any concerns about how they function without Tyreek Hill is actually kind of overblown. because Not just because of the additions they made. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they still have Travis Kelsey when it's all said and done. And when you have Travis Kelsey, that's a good place to start from when it comes to an offense.
1: Yeah, there's no question. It's Kelsey's your go-to guy in the red zone. I mean, he's you know he he's one of those rare tight ends that can get you 100 yards receiving that can get you seven or eight catches a game. I mean, he's one of those rare guys, There's about four or five of them in the NFL that are great. But I like what we talked about yesterday with, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Most touchdowns, 40-plus yards over the last three seasons. Tyreek Hill had 11. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had seven. So you still have you still have that deep threat with him. I think that's going to help quite a bit. So... I I don't really worry about Mahomes not getting those guys involved. Mahomes is a great quarterback. I mean, he's you look at career passer ratings and everything like that. He's so accurate with his pass the passes. The other thing I looked at: top three longest receptions in the NFL over the last ten years. Brandon Cooks ninety eight yards. Juju Smith shoots to ninety seven. Juju Smith shoots to ninety seven. Juju Smith-Schuster is now on Kansas City. Marquez Valdez scantling is now on Kansas City. I think they got good replacements. I know you love Valdez Smithley. You wanted to be in him Arizona. Here. Yeah,
0: I, I like both of those wide receivers. To be honest with you, I, I, I think they've. I think look, Andy Reid is uh, and I, I mean look he's one of the best if not the best coach offensive football has seen in the NFL since maybe Bill Walsh I mean the guy's a genius all right the guy's a genius when it comes to diagnosing defenses and and, and how to. he and he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to work with they're gonna be fine offensively they, they recognized we don't need Tyree kill yeah I'm sure if you're in Kansas City it's gonna look a little weird to not have Tyree kill and he's probably a nice security blanket because Tyree kill beyond just just being a deep threat. He was one of the best receivers on third down last year. He was yeah. a guy that Mahomes would constantly look to on third down. He was a real chain mover for him last year. I think Andy Reid can figure it out. I, I think the big thing for them will be their defense. They, they have a big infusion of young players. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Two players that, at least in the mock drafts, were kind of connected with the Cardinals quite a bit yes. in the month leading up to the draft. And that's George Karloftis out of Purdue, whom you reported they didn't have any interest in. But no. that, that didn't stop people from linking Karloftis to the, well, they to the, Cardinals. the Cardinals. The Cardinals needed a pass sure. rusher. Yeah, sure. um, they needed a pass rush. And then, of course, Trent McGuffey, the corner out of Washington was a guy who was frequently linked to the Cardinals. He went before, if I remember right, before the Cardinals would have even selected. But those are two players the Chiefs are kind of counting on to give their defense this infusion. Because offensively, I don't think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score points at all. In fact, what was the story you sent me today? I know it was a fantasy story. But it was run one writer over at ESPN suggesting the Chiefs would score like 473 points this yeah. year. and would be the highest NFL?
1: scoring team. For, and the Chiefs topped this category for the fourth consecutive season. So for three straight years, they led the team in points. In 2019, they were projected for 469. They scored 51. In 2020, they were projected for 470. They scored 473. So he goes, I had them at 477. They scored 480. Yeah, hell is gone, but the offensive line is elite. That's another thing to talk about about their offensive line yes. is is much improved and you've got all these weapons and with andy reed yeah they're saying that this offense could come close to 500 points again because that's what this offense does they just score a lot of points here's here was one of my key takeaways
0: about the chiefs going into this game when you combine the interceptions fumble recoveries and forced fumbles from a year ago 25 of those 47 plays were made by guys who aren't on this team anymore Okay, so a, big, yeah. so a big chunk of their turnover-forcing production. And Tyron Matthews is the first name you think of, but there were others. Linebacker Ben Neiman, uh, Jaron Reed, the defensive tackle, Charverius Ward, who I remember thinking about what might be a good fit with the Cardinals back in the day of free agency. They're responsible for more than half of the turnover-causing, turnover-forcing type plays this defense had last year. That's a big chunk that you have to replace on that side of the ball. They're going very young defensively. They, they're going to score points in bunches. Can they stop the Cardinals? Can they stop teams this year from scoring teams Depends, in bunches? Uh, dep-
1: Listen, it could be a very high-scoring game. I was talking to a friend of ours in the business. I mean, Kansas City may score 50 this week. But the Cardinals led the NFL last year in formations of four or more wideouts. Nobody went with four or more wideouts more than Arizona did. And even without DeAndre Hopkins, this is the offense that Cliff likes to run. So you're going to see a lot of that. So and it, so you're going to face a lot of defenses that have four or five defensive backs out there. So with them changing a lot and being young, you're going to test them. You'll, you'll test them. Now, their defense in the three preseason games when the first team defense was on the field, Kansas City's, they didn't give up any points. So that's a good sign. So they were encouraged by the quickness in the secondary. But you're going to be playing five or six DB packages against the Cardinals, and you're going to have a lot of guys like Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams and um, Brian Cook and McDuffie, and those guys are going to have to deliver. And so you know, I think the Cardinals will have, have success moving the ball against them. Now, whether Kansas City has a great pass rush or not, you know, Karlaftis uh, is going to be one of those guys they're going to count on heavily. Jones, of course. That will be the key. I think, I, I think the winner of this game really comes down to, I think both secondaries are going to be tested and pushed. To me, it's a matter of, at which front line is going to get more of the pressures and the sacks and the quarterback hits and the those things than the other one? Because that to me could be the difference in the game. And
0: those injuries from the Cardinals: JJ Watt, Marcus Golden, and and we haven't you know we talked a lot about Marcus Golden. The conversation about Golden continues to be you know is he hurt? Is he holding in? Is he is he is it a, a game of contract chicken that he's playing with the Cardinals? And we'll see who you know if that's what it is, who bends or who breaks before the game on Sunday. But I. I I agree, and I, and I tell you, even though the Cardinals weren't considering him, given the need for the Cardinals to have a young pass rusher, there will be a set of eyes or two on George Karloftis this weekend to see how he does. Yeah. I, I mean, there will be very much, I think, uh, okay, you could have had this guy, this was a guy that was kind of thought of as maybe somebody who would fit for the Cardinals. If he comes out and has a big opening day, a big opening weekend, and puts up a bunch of sack numbers, there'll be a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas going on the next day if something like that happens.
1: Yeah, that was not a guy that they really that they really liked. They had some, you know, they they were not in on him, and I know a lot of people tied them to this to Purdue kid, but they were not that high on him. So uh, just to just. It just something with his technique they didn't like, so that to me they were never drafting him. Uh, but we'll see. Like we'll get a look. We'll get a look at him if if he goes out there and has two sacks in his debut, he might be scratching a head like, oof, okay, yeah, because you know the Cardinals could use a young, dynamic pass rusher. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show this
0: week, in the NFL is filled reunions, filled with reunions, and opening nights is going to be a big deal. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show.
1: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Burns and Gambo. Back right here with you on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Around the NFL as we head into week one. Of course, we mentioned in the last segment, we'll bring it up again here. It starts Tomorrow. With, and it always starts with the defending Super Bowl champs, and they always take one of the premier matchups on the Super Bowl champion schedule, and they make that the opener on Thursday night. I, I don't know if you could have come up, hand-picked, a better, more relevant, more interesting opener than the Rams and the Bills tomorrow night.
1: I, I, could you have picked a better matchup than Rams, Bill? Super Bowl champs. Let me look at the Rams schedule. against. Uh, Let's see if there's
0: anybody else that would have made for a better game. I really, yeah, I'm say no. highly doubt it. I'm going to say no. Rams, Kansas City? Um, You could have done... Kansas City instead of the Bills? You could have done Rams, Tampa Bay, but that game's in Tampa. So you have to look for home games, because it's always the, the Super Bowl champ opens up at home on that Thursday night. So their home, your their home options were Buffalo, Atlanta, Dallas, Carolina, San Francisco, Arizona, Seattle, Vegas... Or Denver. Couldn't have done any better. No, it's a great first game. I mean, Denver, maybe, but it's not as good as no, no, the Buffaloes. Bills. I yeah. mean, it's. And, and, and here's the thing as we get closer to this, too, the number of Super Bowl predictions that are starting to come in, man. Everybody thinks it's the Bills' yeah. year, right? That's, Have you noticed the, the same pick. thing? Sure, it's like everybody thinks this. I've is seen the bills difference.
1: Year. I've seen more. You know, Bills like the consensus to where in the in the NFC, I think you've seen more teams. Like, I think the, even though the AFC's agree, agree. but it's crazy because the AFC's had the better teams. Like, if you go through, who's got, the AFC has the better teams, but I still think that the consensus seems to like Buffalo more, where in the NFC, it's like, no, nobody ever repeats a Super Bowl champions. It hasn't been done since the early 2000s with New England, so it's not going to be the Rams, so who is it? Is it going to be Green Bay? Is it going to be somebody out of the NFC East? Is it going to be the 49ers? So there seems to be quite a difference there. It's funny, I hadn't thought of it that way before
0: but for us you're right you would think that as tough as the AFC is this year and it's loaded I mean there are going to be some very good football teams that aren't going to make the AFC postseason that would have easily made the NFC playoffs if they were just in a different conference for all of the depth the AFC has in their greatness there sure are an awful lot of people who think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl right you'd think there'd be a little more variety in the AFC because there's just so many good teams in the AFC and instead that variety is all in the NFC because no one's quite sure who to pick you know, no one's quite sure who who's who's the sure fire team to come out of the NFC to be in the Super Bowl this year. Who would you even would you pick? Brady and the
1: Bucks? No, I wouldn't pick Brady and the Bucks because of, listen, if the if the New York Post is right about like Gazelle left and she's not going back to the house in Tampa and if you check it the New York Post and page 6 is right. Man, I mean, you know, if, if if like he's on the verge of like a, his marriage falling apart and everything, you can't concentrate on football while that's going on. I'll be honest. Like, you with can't concentrate. Did, did all that go on
0: when I was gone last week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I I didn't I wasn't aware of it. That, yeah, it, it's funny the stuff that you find out when you're on vacation that I, I had no idea. You showed me the story yesterday from yeah, the, it's Post. In the New York Post. Like, I'm like, oh, that they, happened.
1: Oh, I had but no idea. They have like a they have like a gossip columnist type thing, but they're actually pretty accurate with a lot of that stuff, Are like, there. Yeah, they've got it. They're notoriously known for being real accurate. They had some stuff yesterday, and you know they they were the first to have like this. So this is marriage problems. That's all. This is nothing more than mar- him missing all that time is because of the marriage issues. And then they had a story yesterday that she went to one of their other homes, and when she came back, she didn't join him in Tampa. And I mean, that's it's in print, so I'm just you know I'm telling you what they said. But um, if that's the case, then I'm not picking the bucks. Yeah, I'm not picking the bucks. When we get closer to this week
0: one, all right, there was an announcement made today in the NFL, and the announcement that was that Joe Flacco is going to start week one for the New York Jets. Now, and actually, Zach Wilson gonna miss. It sounds like the first four yeah, or the, the first, earliest he'll be back is week, four, yeah, all week right? four. Right. With that knee injury that he suffered early on in the preseason. So the Jets are starting Joe Flacco. And of course it's against the Ravens, right? right. I mean it's just Please. like it's like the NFL gods, you know, just arrange it so that Flacco gets to start against his old team, right? So he led him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, won a Super Bowl yeah, with him. Yeah. There's only
1: been there's been there has only been one previous time in NFL history where a quarterback started an opener versus a team they previously won a Super Bowl with as a starter, and that was Peyton, 2014, Week One with the Broncos against the Colts. That happened. This will be Flacco's first game against the Ravens. So he, but he, he has lost seven straight starts. The last five with the Jets. The first two with the Broncos. The his, his last win as a starter. You got to go back to October 2019. There has been only one. Per,
0: this blows me away. There's been only one previous time, the stat you just read, in the history of the NFL where a quarterback started an opener against a team that he previously won a Super Bowl with as a starter. And like you said, Peyton Manning was the only one. Yep. And the reason I'm interested in that, it's happening twice in week one. There's a second one where it's happening with. Russell Wilson. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson going up against, Seattle, against Seattle on Monday Night yeah. Football in the opener on oh, Monday Night Football. Guess who Baker
1: Mayfield's playing this
0: week? <laughs> it's the Cleveland
1: Browns. It's Cleveland Browns, of course. Yeah. yeah. All we
0: need is to. Well, we can. not We can get Deshaun Watson going against the Houston Texans, then we'd have the trifecta. Yeah, it's it's the, the look. The NFL schedule makers. It's kind of like you know how in March Madness. Where they always have that, well, if Arizona wins, then the team they would play in the next round is Xavier, which was Sean Miller's team. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, gets, yeah. They
1: always schedule those matchups down the
0: road, where they, and it's almost well, look like... look at the, the
1: NBA. What did we say? Who's the, who is the Suns' first nationally televised game after DeAndre Ayton clears the trade protocol of six months? Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Of course. Brooklyn Nets. Of course. Right. Yep. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case we have something to talk I'll about. I'll have a Bogdanovich update for you guys in a little bit. Oh, look, at top three, of the hour, right? Top to of the leave. hour, three, yeah, o'clock. three o'clock. We'll, we'll give we you know. a Bogdanovich update Beyond. for you Suns fans out there. We'll give you the latest.
0: Yeah, and so you look you look at week one in the NFL, and it's revenge games galore, right? So you've got you got Flacco now. In the, I don't know if that's much of a revenge game, but it's Flacco getting the start against his old team. It's going to be... Russell Wilson getting the start against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Baker Mayfield going against the Cleveland Browns for the Carolina Panthers. Um, it's a, it's a great.
1: I mean, right out of the shoot, but nothing better than Bills ramps. and cause oh, no. I want to see. I want to see if Matthew Stafford, who won the Super Bowl last year and then did that commercial with the phones, and well, you know, it's like trading in your old phone, but you really really love it and you had it for a long time, but you still love it, but you want something new, like like <laughs> you, you know. I mean. The the Rams are 5-0 and in season openers in the McVay era. They've always won their season opener. Um, so they're very, very good. But you're talking about a Bills team led the NFL in scoring and total defense last year. Um, the Rams led the NFL in scoring and total defense the year before that. And now you're like, okay, here we go. I mean, Rams and Bills right off the gate. Let's find out. There was a lot of talk about Stafford and whether his, what was his, his elbow. Is he not right? Is he not throwing it right because of the elbow issues? And then they said there's no limit limitations. Let's see. We'll find out we'll find out tomorrow if there's any limit limitations on Matthew Stafford's elbow.
0: I, we still have a couple days before this. Here are the other week one games that we'll, I'll just briefly mention because I'm looking at the schedule. New England at Miami, right out of the chutes. Very big game in that division. Yeah, because Miami right spent, out of the
1: spent a lot of money to upgrade that roster so that way they can compete. But the biggest question Miami is they still don't really know what they have in their quarterback.
0: Green Bay at Minnesota, right out of the shoots. Yeah, a lot big, of people think both of those teams game.
1: are playoff teams. Yep, they think both of those teams. You know, obviously, let's see, let's see, Aaron Rodgers without Adams, Vegas at the Chargers, right out of the shoots. Wow, I mean, that that's is, a, that's every a, AFC West game. Yeah, is a put a put a put a star next to the AFC West matchup. Tampa Bay at Dallas, right out of the shoots on Sunday Night Football.
0: I mean, it's a it's the, as far
1: as we goes. Yeah. let me ask you something on that. What's Just what's better for the Cardinals, for who who to win? Um, If you buy the Eagles are going to win that division and you feel like you're going to... Let me follow me here. Follow me here for one second. If you buy that the Eagles are much improved and that they're going to win the division and that the Cardinals are going to be battling for a wild card... Well, then, OK, maybe you want Dallas to lose. But if also you buy that New Orleans is going to overtake Tampa in the in that division and the Bucks may struggle this year, then maybe it's the who's more of a wild card threat to you, the Bucks or the Cowboys? I, I think the
0: Cowboys are the bigger th- okay. threat. So I'm probably rooting for Tampa Bay. So then you game. think
1: the Bucks win their division. You're yeah, not, buying, you're not I, buying the Saints. I'm not
0: buying the Saints' division. Okay. I, th- I think I, I, I view the Cowboys as a bigger threat okay. for a wild card spot. When we come back, Gambo promised it. Gambo's going to deliver it. How much closer are the Suns to acquiring Boyan Bogdanovich? Gambo has an update you're going to want to hear next on the Burns and Gambo Show.